0: What up, everybody? It's Cuff of the Vision Lab Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Farmers Insurance, the Robert Garcia Agency. If you're looking for the best insurance and customer service,
1: make sure you pick up the phone and dial 972-645-1844.
0: Whether it's home, life, or business insurance, Robert and his staff are the best at protecting you and your family. Once again, that's Farmers Insurance, the The Robert Robert Garcia Garcia Agency. Agency. The phone number, 972-645-1844, and the website is FarmersAgent.com forward slash R Garcia. And don't forget to mention the Vision Lab podcast.
2: People tell me no, don't do it. And if I would have listened, listened to Inner Brandon, this would have been popped off a long time ago. And it seemed like I would just wasted time just listening to people say no. So people. If anybody tells you no on your dream, don't listen to them. Be in tune with your star player. Go for yours. Go for yours. Hey, there's no, there's nothing perfect about this. Everybody's going to have pe- peaks and valleys. There's going to be doors slammed in your face. There are going to be people laughing at you, thinking your dream is not possible. Those are the same people when they see you take off, knocking on that door again saying, hey, can I get in? So never doubt yourself. Always, always be in tune with your star player.
0: Welcome back to the Vision Lab podcast in partnership with Next Creative. I'm your host, Ryan Cuffey, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. The Vision Lab is a platform focused on growth and exploring the developmental path of people's visions and dreams and how those dreams come into reality today we have got an absolute treat here in the lab today it's going to be an absolutely amazing show the NFL draft has just concluded. Yo Mo, what do we have on the show today?
1: Cuff today's guest is a native of Gilmer, Texas he is the owner and founder of True Blue Nation Media. Please welcome Brandon Beasley to the Vision Lab podcast.
2: What's up fellas, thank you for allowing me on your platform once again Absolutely man, we're glad we can make this happen
0: Yeah, man, I'm excited about this, man. So, uh, we're gonna just jump right on into it, B. How did you get started with uh, True Blue Nation Media?
2: Actually, True Blue Nation, it used to be called True Blue Nation Blog. It started off as a fan club. Then I started going around cowboy circles and older players, newer players started. saying, oh, what's up, True Blue? Then my wife at the time, she was like, "You ought to, you ought to capitalize off of that. You know a lot of stuff compared to some of these analysts and things on TV." So I started on a Facebook group. Then it jumped from 100 people to 1500 people over a week. Then from that, I have right at 4,500 people on the Facebook. Uh, 10,000 on my Instagram 10,000 on my Twitter and uh, as we, we we're learning
1: obviously about some of the, the, the building blocks of, of what True Blue is today mm-hmm. um, we gotta, we gotta kind of go, go back to the beginning just a little bit uh, oh, for I... those who don't know where is Gilmer Texas
2: <laughs> Gilmer Texas is in the piney woods of East Texas about 4 4,000 people Live there, and uh, you know where Longview, Longview, Texas is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're about twenty minutes from there. Deep, deep in the woods. Yeah, deep, deep, deep in the woods.
1: Gotcha. So, how did you get from Gilmer, Texas, to DFW?
2: Well, I have a lot of family up here, and plus, I uh, went to a, a trade school up here after I went to Trinity Valley Community College, then. Uh, because my day-to-day job was in IT so I messed around with that for a little bit and I still am doing it while building still building my business and everything so that's how I relocated up here to DFW
1: got you so back to the blog right when, right. You're, when, when you're when you then as you said your then wife said hey you should start capital you should try to capitalize on this mm-hmm. and you know you said you start with a Facebook group and it, it, it it sound like I'm. A, it boomed rather quickly. What right. was your What was your mindset like every day as this was building? Like, were you aware of what was happening, or were you just so lost in in, in the in laying the bricks of it all to where you didn't realize until it already happened?
2: Mm, I I really didn't know. I was so busy trying to get everything set up. I wanted everything to be so perfect. Then a friend of mine. Pointed it out to me. He said, "Do you just realize you jumped uh, over a thousand people in such a such a short amount of time?" And I took a look back, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's crazy." What do you
0: think? It, what do you think resonated with uh, either your followers or cowboy fans in general to make that drastic jump, and you know, to the 5,000 5, followers so quickly?
2: War. I think because I'm just a down home person. I'm easy to get along with. Easy to talk to. You know, you run into a lot of people that supposedly made it in the blogging industry. Their nose are always up in the air and just think they're they're just everything. So, I try to I try to be humble because I I have so much so much stuff I still want to do and I'm, I'm nothing without my followers without them I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now so I'm eternally grateful to them when did while you we're know- on the subject go ahead, sorry, Mo. while, go
0: while ahead. we're on the subject and we're talking about social media um, mm-hmm. will you go ahead and give us your, your social media handles so folks can follow you
2: alright Instagram True Blue Nation Media on Twitter it's TB Nation Media on Twitter. Then on Facebook, I have a group. It says True Blue Nation Fan Club of the Dallas Cowboys. Then I have a uh, another page. It's True which that's going to be renamed to True Blue Nation Media. Gotcha. So, as as you're as you're climbing this ladder, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: you you begin to see, okay, well, I got I got a follow, and so on and so forth. What what changed in you when you said, you know what, this can actually work? Like, it's one thing to have followers, right? But then, like you uh-huh. said, you're talking, about, you're talking about building an actual business. Was right. there a Was there a particular day when you met with a sponsor, or was there a particular instance where somebody just out of the blue said, hey, I want to help do more in regards to supporting True Blue Nation Media? Like, how did that happen?
2: Well, a couple businesses reached out to me. I, I did some work with Verizon. They did a social media platform. Uh, platform and they reached out to me and when they reached out to me i was like what whoa wait a minute maybe i can i can really do something with this then uh i did some stuff with sunday night football i was the fan of the week with them and i did some stuff with them and i was like if i play this right i can really i can really play this in my favor so those two instances really make me know i can really i can really do something with this
1: what does it look like when you get an email from Verizon and it's not a bill?
2: At first, I thought it was some kind of spam. Like, "Did somebody from uh, New Zealand or Africa trying to uh, catfish me or something. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> I sent a reminder and uh, they sent me another email back. they were like, "No, we we see your work." Now, how did you get such a great relationship? Because you've got access
0: um, that most fans or you know don't really have, meeting mm-hmm. with players and things like that. Um, and you're not all the way a part of like a, a national or a local media uh, entity. Entity.
2: Uh, it, it it pays to be nice. Pays to be humble. I, you know, I know. I, I have a few friends that were in the league and, you know, it's a couple areas where I knew players hung out at and, you know, I'm six, I'm six three, six four, two 280 pounds. So first thing they say, oh, you used to play ball? And that's how the conversation bring up. And then they were like, wait a minute, you look familiar. And then, oh, you're true blue. So that that's how most of my conversations start out then you know we'll sit down have a drink and I'll, and I'll hey it'll be pretty cool if I can take a picture with you and that you know they're they're nice and they're like yeah 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 anything for a fan then well, I'll just build relationships like that so you just said the keyword
1: relationships speaking if, speaking to our listeners right because Cuff and mm-hmm. I know we understand the power of relationships and obviously you just spoke to it can you if for, for anybody out there who's looking to do what you do, or or to make their make headway in any sort of pursuit they've got in life, can you personally emphasize the power and the importance of cultivating
2: relationships? Yes, relationships are 99.9% of this business. If you have a good relationship, you can go with people, you can go far in this business. Well, in any walk of life, you do. If you are straightforward and you're a straightforward person. And you're about your business and you build great relationships you can branch off to anything you want to
0: so B, i'm curious how do you figure out what what content you're going to either cover or promote um obviously the draft and we're going to get into that here in a little bit that that's right. pretty easy right like right. that's cyclical it happens every year you know you're gonna have you know cover that and we're very fortunate to be here in the dfw metroplex where you know, it's America's team, and it's it's uh, such a global and renowned brand. But how do you know what you want to cover? You know, on a February twentieth, for example, when there's not really much media going on or much coverage going on.
2: Sometimes it's it's just like throwing darts at a board. It's just you got to figure out what 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 to grab the viewers attention because you know we're a very social media driven society now you just got to find the right the right story just to grab people's attention so I try to I try to scour the internet to see what's the hot story what's what's just going on in society especially related to the cowboys and I'll just go from there
0: What's been one of your your biggest claims to fame in terms of you know interviewing or one of the most highlights the biggest highlight of your you know career thus far?
2: Cowboy related or just entertainment wise?
0: Cowboy related, and then you will we'll backdoor that with entertainment wise.
2: Uh, biggest, uh, biggest one to was probably Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson is one of the most outgoing, humblest players I have ever been around. He's a real big people person. Um, Randy Randy White used to have a barbecue spot off of Preston and Frisco and they used to have the Drew Pearson show yep. every, Like I think it was every Tuesday, Wednesday or something like that. And I met him before. He said, you ought to come by the show one day. I was like, okay. So he told me, hey, we're, we're filming at Randy White's Barbecue. Come through. So I came through, and I'm 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 watching him do his thing. And he comes over there, and he, he's like, what's up, True Blue? And I had this big cowboy's flag that I was putting in my, my man cave. So he signs it. And he was like, "Hold on, I think I think Randy is here. Let me go get him." So, Randy White comes out, and he hits me in my back. He, I'm like, like a sledgehammer hits me in my back. Bam! He said, "What's up, young buck?" I turn around. I'm like, "Oh snap! That's Randy White." I said, "You look like you can still play." He was like, "Nah, nah, nah." So he signed. He signs my. Uh, he signs my flag too, and he actually sat down and talked to me for like 10, 15 minutes. This is about. Of the golden days doomsday defense and everything and I was just like in awe so let's see who else was there Mark Colombo he was there I, t- I, I spoke to him for a minute and posed with a picture with him he was real cool too but Randy White and Drew Priest those two guys you know they, those are almost like Cowboys Rush, Matt Rushmore they're like up there so for sure, that was, for sure.
0: And then, what about on the uh, the entertainment side? Since you you brought that
2: up. Entertainment side, it would go, would be fifty cents. He was a character. I met him. He had a little. Uh, he was doing his Branson liquor promotional tour in Texas, and I ran into him in uh, the Colony. And. Uh, you know, 50, 50 is a character and he's, he's behind the little black curtain. He's signing, he's signing the bottles, his bottles and, and all the women going nuts and crazy over him. So he sees this big six foot something, black dude come around the corner, his eyes get big and he's like, what's up, big homie? I'm like, oh snap, that's stretch a sense. what's up? And you know, that was, that was, that was a throwback. Then, um, the USC fighter Daniel Cormier, he was real cool. He uh, he actually let me pose with the USC title with him, and that was real cool.
0: So, you got your start. When did you um, really start putting your foot to the to the gas? You know, you now realize that you're actually to something. Um, when did it occur to you, like, hey, I can take this to the next level? How did you level up?
2: How did I level up? Um... When I, when I knew I had some, I went to the, when I went to the business office and I filed for my EIN number, I knew it was, it was, it was time to, for it to take off to the next level. And I started getting, you know, I wasn't getting big checks, but I was getting more, more money than I was accustomed to. And I was like, oh, definitely, I can definitely do this. So. So, okay, that, that opens up the door
0: and, I, and I'm really curious about this, um, in terms of monetizing True Blue Nation, I don't want to necessarily know, you know, your checks and what you're getting, but I would think our visionaries want to hear from you how you could take a, a, a dream or an idea and start to monetize that. Can you kind of walk us through that process
2: flow? Uh, monetizing is... if. I'd say this first off: if you don't have the that hustle inside of you, you're never, you're never, you'll never get to where you want to. You gotta have that hustle. You're gonna also hear a lot of no's. People are gonna tell you, no, you can't do this, you can't do that. You gotta have, you gotta be in tune with your star player and just push forward. But monetizing, I did a, you know, I posted ads on my website with like. The Google AdSense and I would reach out to small businesses that, that don't get a lot of publicity publicity or shine or anything and reached out reached out to them so curious Brandon are there uh,
1: are there any other ways that you're actually trying to to monetize True Blue Nation at the moment
2: other than banner ads and reaching out to small businesses it's all I'm doing right now but it's like a learn. uh I'm learning as I go. So I love talking to other people that are in the blogging industry. So I bounce bounce ideas off of them. And if I hear something I like, I do more research on it. So it, I'm definitely looking at more platforms to monetize True Blue Nation. And I'm I'm looking for more relationships. I'm a relationship person, so anything I can help with somebody, and vice versa, I'm I'm so down with it.
1: I'm curious, what's your thought process every day when you wake up? Like obviously, so you you're doing your IT thing on a nine to five side, but this is this is a true passion of yours, obviously, just to get it to right. this point. I mean, a lot of people don't even get to where it is like to where they can monetize their blog, right?
2: So right. when it comes
1: to your, when it comes to True Blue, what is the thought process every day when you wake up?
2: Thought process is first thing I do. I look in the mirror. I thank God for waking me up because nowadays you don't know wh- when your ticket is going to be punched. And I I I just go at it, man. I go. I do research. I, I look at the competition. See what they're doing see what I can do to better myself and the brand. And I just, I just go get it, man. That's about the best thing I can do to say is just, I just go get it. You talked about competition. What, uh, what are some of your
0: competitors? And I'm glad that you mentioned that because a lot of folks don't really acknowledge that competitors exist in their spaces. Um, But what are some of the things that your competitors are doing that you want to implement or end what are some of the things that you've been doing that now you see your competitors are doing? Uh,
2: let's see, one thing I would do that the competitors are doing, um, I like how they monetize their stuff and I'm trying to get to that spot, but also I know I can't get to it as easily as they are because I'm an independent brand. And I don't have a big machine behind me, so I know it won't happen overnight. So it's just perseverance about me going in about my stuff. Um, things that the competition see me do, um, I see them getting more personal with their with their with the fans. I'm a, I'm a personal guy. I can I want I want my blog to come across. Like I'm talking to someone at a bar watching the Cowboys game. Some friendly banner going back and forth, some trash talking, throwing knowledge towards each other. That's what makes the whole experience better. I agree. I
1: agree. When you talked about not having a a, a big machine behind you, so you don't work for an ESPN or a major network, how are you generally received when you're actually at events or when you're in a press conference? Like, obviously, you know, you got some relationships that help to get you in the room, but when you go meet face to face with somebody, like how are you generally received?
2: Um, when I'm, when a big business or something reaches out to me, it's, it's, the first question is how? How are you doing this without nothing, nobody behind you? like. Hustle and the grace of God. That's, that's about all I can say. That, uh, that's. And people, people think that's just a generic answer, but that's all I can say is hustle and the grace of God. Cause I know there's people with thousands and thousands of dollars getting pushed behind them, and they're not making a dent in the game like, like I am, or what I'm trying to build to.
1: Okay, well you just opened the door, so we're gonna walk through it. Uh, what is the long term vision for true blue? I mean, obviously you start you started off like you said with the Facebook page, that kind of blew exponentially at a very rapid pace. You got a pretty solid uh, following on Instagram and Twitter, like you know, people really starting to know who you are now. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess I'll turn it to a two part question. What was the initial vision when you started it? But now looking ahead, what what is the what's the long term vision for True Blue Nation Media?
2: When I first started, it was just a hobby, just trying to pick up extra money. But when I started picking up steam, and more people started to realize and know the brand, I was like, I, I, I could actually do this. But my my long term plan is to have True Blue Nation be a household name to the point where I can quit my my nine to five job and just just to be my my baby my my only thing I have to worry about day in, day out, business-wise.
1: Do you want to stay independent, or do you want to at some point be a part
2: of a big machine? Independent. I can do what I want, say what I want. <laughs> <laughs> don't I have to worry about sponsors trying to censor me and, and everything. And, and You know, don't get me wrong, when you with a big company, you know, the money comes in. But sometimes I think it takes a lot of your freedom and your creativity away.
1: Yeah, I, I, can, I can hear that in your voice. And so you, you, you said independent very, very quickly. You know, i got a radio background and you know, I've been in a room with somebody, sees, you know, an ESPN or a major media logo on, on your on your lanyard, you get in pretty quickly without people questioning what you're doing versus you being kind of independent. Well, yes, you do have your freedom, but uh, you know, I want you to speak to you know what some of the things that you have to sacrifice, uh, you know, when you're actually part of a, a bigger machine, if you will.
2: Um, things you sacrifice with being with a bigger machine, like I said, creativity. You know, you can have a real good idea, and they'll try to nitpick it and water it down to the point where it fits into a certain certain box. I hate being boxed in. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And I, let me say it like this. I think I'm an alpha male and us alpha males hate being boxed in. We like our freedom. We like pushing pushing that envelope. So with, with, with the bigger corporations behind you, they, they'll, they'll take some of that from you. They'll try to, they'll try to handicap you in some ways. But you know, I can't knock it because I have friends that are in the business that are be- getting pushed by the big machine and they're doing great. But I just don't see myself being in the corporate. I, I, lo- I love my freedom. I love knowing I can post what I want to post. And if it offend you, well, there's other blogs you can look at. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, not to uh, not to sidetrack a conversation, but uh, when I see that you got a stick in your hand. We're wondering what it is that you that you that you got going tonight.
2: Right now, I'm on this Drew Estates, the factory smoke. Right now, then after after I. Uh, podcast i'm gonna get on this asylum 13 there
1: you go okay cool well once uh rona has finished running its course we'll all get to meet together and we're gonna we're gonna take you to to Blonde smoke down in duncanville uh shout out all to right. edwin and the entire and the entire family down there uh, 215 west Kent wisdom road and we're gonna get you a stick from the good guys at definition cigars
2: uh, definitely definitely my favorite things about them
1: Hey man, homegrown. You're talking about five guys who are truly working in concert with each other. Uh, my favorite is the prolific. Cuff prefers the uh, the conception, but uh, we, we we you know you're you're a cigar uh, cigar head just like us. We feel like you'll definitely be uh, you'll, you'll definitely definitely be pleasantly surprised by what they're putting out.
2: Definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, I need to meet them brothers. We can get together and we can probably cross cross promote and do something.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that you you, you like how they get down. You know, Cuff and I, you know, we, we 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 just like how they how they move. They 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 do things the right way. That's probably the best way to put it.
0: Hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. Hey, I wanna I wanna go back a little bit, and you were talking about the hustle, mm-hmm. and we hear that term a lot. Um, Joe Trahan, who we did earlier in season three, talked about it's all about the you know the work and the hustle that mm-hmm. you put in. And that seems to be a common thing amongst all of the interviewees that we've we've had the privilege and honor, privilege and honor of, of interviewing. Um, but what exactly is the hustle? Like, what does that mean, especially so, within your space?
2: The hustle means when you have an idea at three o'clock in the morning, you get up, you're jotting it down, you're speaking over it, you're putting it into the atmosphere, you're 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 grinding 24 hours a day you're coming off the nine to five then your new your second job starts actually at the nine to five you're you're sacrificing time hanging out with the fellas or going out and you're working on your craft you're working on your brand you're working on how to get better the the hustle never stops it's 24-7, 365.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Um just speaking of the hustle, it's 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 funny, right? So Cuff and I have be been on this journey. Uh we're coming we're coming up on, on a on a year's worth of episodes.
2: Congrats. Uh, thank you thank very you. much, man. We're,
1: we appreciate it. You. you know, we're trying to be like you, man. We we want to be independent as well, you know.
2: Right. Hey, uh, nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: When it comes to being an independent business owner at this point in the game which you are, can you talk about some of the trappings that you've seen others uh, have to deal with that you try to make a conscious effort to avoid?
2: Man, it's man in social media and blogging is so much I, I'll tell you a funny story. When I first started blogging, I posted a picture from a photographer and you know I'm I'm just starting out I didn't know you had to get permission to post certain pictures so I get this uh, cease and desist letter well it was an email and I was like what then next thing I know I get a letter from the guy's lawyer uh, lawyer. but well in damages we are charging you $900 for posting his picture I said what $900 but Oh, but on the funny note, I, I started talking to the lawyer, and she was real nice. And I told her what I was doing, and how I I really wasn't meaning to just use it without permission. So she talked to to the guy, and next thing I know, he was like, "Well, my client came back. Just we'll just charge you three hundred dollars." and just say you just put who you got it from where you put him as the credit and everything so that was my first big lesson on how i need to tread lightly i need to research more before just posting stuff on social media wow when it comes
1: to when it comes to posting stuff i mean obviously like it's 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 your it's your blog if you will it's your entity Right. Do, you have, do, you, do you have somebody that you work with Or do you have a, a, a system of checks and balances When it comes to posting content Or do you just take the step now to make sure That it's stuff that you've actually created
2: um, When I use pictures I make sure I give everybody Full credit that of what I'm doing I go to um, Go to Google pictures To make sure I get the free pictures Or whatever But usually when I post Something it's mostly my content or it's something from dallascowboys.com and I give them full credit. So so I won't get sued again. <laughs> <laughs> what,
1: what's your relationship what's your relationship like with dallascowboys.com? I mean, obviously they have to be aware of who you are at this point. I mean, is it, is well, it a friendly deal or do they, do they try to say, you know, hey, why don't you come join the squad or how's that working so far? No, they have
2: they have a, a well fine machine going on over there. The people who do their social media, they're on their A game over there. So they they are fully staffed. They are on that game. And you know, I have I have a pretty good relationship with some some people who used to work there. But I mostly uh, I have good relationships with some of the broadcasters on like 1053 the fan and everything. We we dialogue and everything. Shout out 1053 the fan. Tolo. Um. Yeah, but DallasCowboys.com, you know, they they they're good people. I can't say anything good. I mean, I can't say anything bad about them. They they Wherever Jerry and Steven put their hands on, you know, it's always top notch. So I I'm, I'm striving to be like them, Ashley, cuz whenever they put anything on social media is top notch. So let's do it. Um, this is the fun part.
0: Um, we just concluded the 2020 NFL draft. Uh, the Cowboys come away with pretty, really a great draft overall. In right. um, and, and TBLP, the Vision Lab podcast isn't necessarily a sports um, podcast, but, but being in the heart of Dallas, Texas with the Cowboys, I think it, we would be remiss if we did not have you know you on the on the podcast to talk about the draft um you know we we start off the draft number 17 overall pick
2: C D lamb right. what are your thoughts playmaker i did not i wouldn't expect him to fall into our laps like that i was i was on the edge of my seat i was actually doing a live stream with a with a few buddies buddies of mine detailing the draft, and they were like, oh, hold on, is CeeDee Lamb dropping? Yeah. Then when, Atlanta, when when it got to Atlanta's pick, I was like, if Atlanta doesn't pick him, I think we're going to get him. And then you're hearing all the little rumblings and rumors that the Eagles are trying to trade up to get him, and nobody's trading with them or whatever, you know, as a diehard Cowboys fan, you know, we hate the Eagles, so they can kick rocks. So, when we, when our time was coming up, I was like, we're going to pick C.D. Lamb. We're going to pair him with, with Cooper, Gallup, Zeke. We we are going to be a beast on offense. So that, that was a big surprise that we got C.D. Lamb.
0: Let me ask you this, but and, and before we go any further with the draft, and I don't want to necessarily go round by round, mm-hmm. but who was your projected pick? for the Cowboys at their slot if they didn't trade up, or did you think that they could possibly trade up or trade back?
2: I actually thought they were going to try to trade back since we had so many holes we need to fill. I thought they was actually going to trade back until the later part of the round and get some pit, extra picks. But if they stayed packed, I thought they was going to go with the kid from Louisiana to the end that, I think, did the Jets pick them up? I think the Jaguars. Yeah, the Jaguars Jaguars picked him up. That kid, I thought he would fit good on opposite side of DeMarcus Lawrence, but I'm absolutely real happy that we got C.D. Lamb.
0: Now, A lot of people look up at the Cowboys and say, you know, you guys had one of the best offensive uh, rankings in, in 2019, but you have a lot of holes. You just lost Byron Jones, you lost Jeff Heath. Um, and, and despite how you feel about the the player themselves, we can certainly identify that we had a lot of holes on defense. Right. Um, Sean Lee isn't who he used to be. Right. Um, you know, there's questions about LVE and, and his neck, um, right. and th- so there's a lot of holes. You know, that we have to to plug on the defensive side. Were you shocked that they went with the offensive firehouse and fire player like uh, Ceedee Lamb?
2: At first, I was because I I wanted a, a defensive pick, but in today's NFL, if you can't score points, you're pretty much dead in the water. We see what Kansas City did; they were down what 21 points to to the Texans, and they just came back and blew them out the water. So yeah. you need you need a prolific offense in today's NFL. So I understand. I was kind of mad earlier, but you know once you Sit back and, and you look at the landscape of the NFL now, you need a prolific offense. And with C.D. Lamb, Cooper, Pollard, Gallup, Dak, we're, we have the makings of one of the best offenses the Cowboys have had in a long time. Agreed.
1: We, we are definitely talking about offense, but then the Cowboys backdoor to rounds two and three with, with, with Diggs and, and Gallimore. Can you speak to the holes that they're being drafted to fill out on defense, especially with new defense coordinator, Mike Nolan. And you talk about from what you've heard, uh, you know, based on your sources, if you will, about those two players.
2: Well, moving on from Marinelli's, you know, he wanted quick up the field type defense alignment. And if you see what we're doing, what we did in the draft and what we did in free agency, we're, we're beefing up our defensive line. We're getting those three hundred plus monsters in the middle, and I think what a lot of Cowboys fans are going to see, we're going to our defense is going to be nasty. If we stay healthy with McCoy in the middle, uh, Poe in the middle, then this kid Gallimore from Oklahoma, man, I I just finished watching some tape from him. That dude's nasty. That dude's a beast. And don't forget, we got Alden Smith on the other edge too. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, yeah. And, and and if things work out the way they they were, were hopeful, you know, you could have the return of one Randy Gregory. Right. That's so you that's start right. to look up, and that front four is is deep and it's yeah,
1: nasty. A, there'd be
2: like eight nine players deep on the front four. But Chet, there's a there's a lot of this. Here's a name I'm gonna drop on you that we picked. That that's under the radar, but I think it was an awesome pick. That kid from Utah, that defensive end from Utah, Uh nee A-Nee? Uh,
0: a Yes.
2: Me, Bradley? Yes. Watch that kid's tape. That kid is a beast. That kid is a monster. Is he a three technique or an edge rusher? He's an edge rusher. Okay. I, I think it's only not from scouting reports. They said he had short arms. I'm like, so what if he has short arms? If he, if he can... Rush the quarterback, and he plays with a little nasty streak too. Watch that kid. If he gets yeah. some playing time, that kid is gonna that kid's gonna turn a lot of heads.
0: So, so does this mean that we're admitting we made a mistake last year? And Tristan?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think he's out. I think he's out the door. I really do.
1: I, I you know, know, I, we just we just went through it. The numbers are going to be – it's, it's going to be a tight fit for people who are just kind of on the borderline when it comes to playing because, you know, they, 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 they've got their two,
2: three deep at every position. Yeah, and plus, he – I hate to rag on the kid, but when, when you have a great person like Isaiah Thomas coming to the Cowboys and talking to them about work ethic and stuff like that, and you fall asleep in the meetings, you pretty much sign your death certificate. I think they, they're, 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 with this new coaching staff coming in, I think they're going to push him out. So why not take Tristan Hill
0: and trade him for, you know, a seventh or or a fifth-round pick, something like that?
2: That's a good question. I would try to. I, I, Especially since I, he's I, on the I,
0: second year. Well,
1: I think if it wasn't for Corona, you know, that that, that day might be coming. And, 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 you know, yeah. we, we, time will tell. You know, we'll, we'll know after a couple of weeks training camp. Or it might be one of those things to where I mean, you know, Brandon. Brandon, you know how it goes. Somebody, somebody loses a tight end on another team. It's like, uh, or, or another mm-hmm. position, or D tackle. Like, hey, we'll give you this. We need what what D tackle you willing to part with? And Tristan Hill's name is gonna be the top of the list.
2: Yep, yep. He's, uh yeah. He's 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 on his way out. I think he sees the writing on the wall. I know I do. He, that kid. When, once you. When you draft somebody that high in the second round and you barely dress them out during the games, you already know there's something wrong with that. It's That's just one of the many things I hated about the Cowboys under Jason Garrett. We gave too many chances to people that didn't have their heart in the game. Because if he was there when Jimmy was there, Jimmy would have had him escorted. Out of the building, quickly. Yes, quick.
0: Coach needs to see you, please bring your playbook.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, he probably wouldn't even let him get on the airplane. <laughs> so, well. so
0: what other picks in, in, in the 2020 draft did you really like? We, we heard about the kid from Utah. We certainly know about C.D. Lamb and, and his prolific offensive prowess. Um, the kid out of uh, Alabama is a corner. You know, we know he, We're hoping that he's going to be a solid pick. Um, Nick Saban does a great job with those kids. But any other uh, draft picks in the
2: 2020 class that you're pretty high on? I like the kid from Tulsa, the, uh, Reggie Robinson. That kid has 4 4 speed, and he's looking at his highlights. He's a ball hawk, and he's one of those tall, taller corners. I think he's what, 6 1, 6 2? So those are the. T- those type of corners that more people are going to towards the taller cornerbacks, and I think that kid has a chance to the turn some heads. Also, I like the kid from Wisconsin too, the uh, Travis Frederick's replacement from yeah. Wisconsin. I like him, and he's he's the Remington Trophy Award winner, so he was voted the best center in college football. So. You know he he can play in Wisconsin. They always start out good. Offensive linemen. Yeah,
0: they've got beef out there for sure. Yeah. Couldn't, good, couldn't, couldn't,
1: could, couldn't Travis Travis Frederick been a real friend and, and before Joe Lenny signed a one-year contract, couldn't he have game him a heads-up and said, hey, hold out for a little bit extra more money before I go ahead and retire?
2: Man, but, you know, with his situation, man, it's, you know, it's, it's – he did the right thing, man. You know, he was losing feelings in his hands and stuff when he, you know, he did the right thing for him and his family. You know, I can't knock him for it at all. I can do it. Well,
0: go ahead, Cuff. I'm sorry. So we, we're, here we are. We just came out of the draft. Um, what, what's your overall grade? And this is coming stri- strictly from True Blue Nation Media. What is your overall grade for the Cowboys
2: 2020 draft? I would give him a solid A. The only reason I wouldn't give him an A-plus because I think we still need to address the safety position. I agree. I 100% agree. And Delpit was there.
0: He yeah. he was there. Yeah. You know, but I, I can't be mad at C.D. Lamb either. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just one of those things. And oh, I yeah, think Delpit fell, he fell
2: yeah, second round. five
0: picks. Yeah, he fell to the second round, but he was he was close on the on the second try,
2: which is in the, I think is why we ended up getting Trayvon Diggs. Right. I think I think the Jaguars picked them up too, didn't they? Oh, who picked up Delphit? The Cleveland Browns. Uh yeah, Cleveland. Uh, I think so they were they went- five picks ahead of us.
0: So oh, you got uh, yeah.
1: and Greedy Greedy Williams down in the same secondary along with Denzel Ward. If the Cleveland Browns could ever get it together, on paper they look great. It's just a it's just an organizational thing, you know?
2: I think they need to upgrade the uh, quarterback too in Cleveland. I don't think
1: this. will be the year that tells the tale on that for sure. This will yeah, be the year. Yeah.
2: I don't think uh, Baker. Baker. I don't think Baker's the answer.
0: I, I'm not. I'm not out on Baker just yet. Uh, I, I think a lot of people want to compare him to to Manziel, and I think that they're different players. I think oh no, a lot he's of nowhere. there.
2: Yeah, but he's a better I, athlete. What?
0: And I know we're talking Cowboys, but but real quickly on Baker, since he is a Texas product, mm-hmm. I, I thought he was way more accurate uh, at Oklahoma than he has been in the league.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he presses a lot. Yeah. And he doesn't have to when you've got
0: an offensive firepower that he has. Right. You need to be the distributor. You need to be the facilitator. And command and control over the game, and let your playmakers do what they do. You don't, you shouldn't be in a position with uh, OBJ, with Landry, and uh, Chubb, right there. I mean, and, and you got a solid right. tight end too. Like, right. there's really, there's really no reason. Uh, they probably need to beef up that that O line a little bit more, give them some more protection. But uh, right. Baker, Baker, if you happen to ever catch this or listen to it, man, just let your playmakers do their thing, and you right. just be a facilitator, bro.
1: Well, I will. Uh, I, I would agree with you on that, Cuff, and I think it's. I think it's time to land the plane. So, uh, we do this at the end of every episode, Brandon. Right. Uh, it is you at a round table, and there are five other seats. Who are the five other people at your table? The only stipulation to it is you can't have Jesus, because who would want to have him at their table?
2: Okay, five people. Um, dead or alive. Dead or alive. N- one, Marcus Garvey. Uh, let's see To Barack Obama uh, Jerry Jones it would be my third one uh,
0: let me ask you this which Jerry Jones are you looking at the younger Jerry Jones or the older Jerry
2: Jones Ooh, that's a good question younger yeah younger because I bet mean, he could tell me a lot of crazy stories about back in the days because, you know, Jerry, he be on one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got you to you have that Jerry code speak. Right. Uh, let's see. Marcus Garvey, Barack Obama. Young Jerry. Stephen Jones, Young Jerry Jones. Uh, Michael Metz, And Martin Luther King.
1: It's a pretty like, solid. That's a pretty like good it. table. It's a really good table.
2: Yeah, I was yeah, I, sure. def- definitely Malcolm X and Ma- uh, Martin Luther King Jr. So I can get some insides, some backdoor conversations because, you know.
1: Now, nah, but is this, is this Malcolm before or after Mecca?
2: Malcolm, Malcolm
0: Little, Malcolm X, or Malcolm X before uh, Mecca.
2: After Mecca, when he came back from Mecca.
0: Love that. All right, so B, one more time uh, for our visionaries that are still tuning in. Uh, and by the way, visionaries, if you like the content that you heard today, make sure you hit the subscribe button and you follow us here on YouTube as well as on all of the social. Excuse me, the uh, uh, podcast platforms as well. But uh, B, go ahead and drop your social media handles one more
2: time. All right, Instagram, True Blue Nation Media. Twitter TB Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N Media and on uh, Facebook it's True Blue Nation Fan Club of the Dallas Cowboys then we have another Facebook group it's called TrueBlueNationBlog.com and uh, we have a website but it, due to Corona we're, we're doing some rebranding and it's, uh, it's under reconstruction so once that, once we get all of that up, I'll shoot y'all a link about the new website. Please, Absolutely, please we look do. forward
0: to it. So, as we land this plane, I want to say thank you for taking the opportunity to out of your busy schedule to, to join us here in the Vision Lab podcast. Um, what advice would Brandon be giving himself from five years ago?
2: What brand? What advice? Uh, the start to. I would have gave my advice to my younger self. I would have told myself to start this earlier. I let a lot of people tell me no, don't do it, and if I would have listened, listened to Inner Brandon, this would have been popped off a long time ago. And it seemed like I would just wasted time just listening to people say no. So, people, if anybody tells you no on your dream don't listen to them be in tune with your star player go for yours go for yours hey there's no there's nothing perfect about this everybody's gonna have peaks and valleys there's going to be doors slammed in your face There are going to be people laughing at you thinking your dream is not possible those are the same people when they see you take off knocking on that door again saying hey can I get in so never doubt yourself always. I always be in tune with your star player.
0: Absolutely love that. Now, we're going to fast forward the clock five years from now. Mm-hmm. Okay. What would the older version of Brandon, what advice would he be giving yourself today in 2020? Hmm.
2: Be more about your, uh, be more about your business. Take your time. Make sure you document everything. Make sure you got your business handled. In this business, a lot of people don't have their business handled, and you can tell at the end when everything unravels. Just handle your business and and let the cars fly.
0: Absolutely love that, B. I wanna say thank you for, again, being here on the, on the Vision Lab Podcast. Visionaries, remember, the Vision Lab Podcast is designed and created specifically for you and mine. Uh, we're trying to create a blueprint for you, uh, really to become the best version of yourself.
1: Absolutely, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, we wanna say thank you again to all of our sponsors, uh, Mr. Robert Garcia at the Farmers Insurance Agency in Lucas, Texas. Um, Edwina and the family, again, over at Bull & Smoke Cigar Lounge in Duncanville, Texas, and obviously the good guys at Definition Cigars. Uh, we look forward to, to being able to actually see everybody in person again. We can't wait. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the voice you've been listening to is Brandon Beasley. He is the owner and founder of True Blue Nation Media. My name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey, and we will see you next week on another episode of the Vision
0: Lab Podcast. Blessings. Salute, guys.